Hi, my name is Nina. I'm a first-year graduate. Um, um, I want to thank, thank you for this opportunity to speak and for selecting me. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the pursuit of God. Um, I will speak about His pleasure in us, loving Him, knowing Him, experiencing Him as a mysterious lover. And I'll also talk about light and darkness, sound and silence. Um, okay. We know that God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Uh, Eden means pleasure and delight. Um, Adam and Eve were standing in beauty and they fellowship with God every day. Um, Eden means delight, which means incitement, stimulation, and activity. In the Garden of Eden, there were these four rivers that watered every inch of the land, and there was green vegetation. Um, it says in the Bible that the earth brought forth herbs and trees that were pleasant to sight. So there were different colors of leaves, um, shapes, sizes, textures. You know, none of the plants were extinct. It was just marvelous, beautiful vegetation. Every inch was covered by the rivers. Um, I hope that the world will be covered by the rivers of water, that every person, not one person, would be left out, like the Garden of Eden, like the vegetation, the lush, the lush vegetation that was there. And then it brought forth fruit of different colors, textures, fragrances, tastes. Um, it was just a land of delight. And if that wasn't enough, the animals and birds, exotic colors, different shapes, um, you know, with their own sounds and the interesting things they did and the habitats and the ecosystem. It was just a land of stimulation, pleasure, activity, delight, okay? And if that wasn't enough, there was gold there. And it was to add a sparkle. <laughs> and the gold of that land was good, pure gold. And then there were precious stones. There was delium and onyx. And delium is actually... Um, aromatic resin. There was good smell coming out of the stone itself. Um, so this is the heart of God that we would have the pleasures and delights of knowing him. It is written that it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Um, okay, so this was, I'm, I'm going to talk about my first year um, when I was in um, college. First year of the first love with the Lord. I have known him for 21 years. Um, tender love and I was in college I was uh, in a room with four girls and it was um, lunchtime we were going to go to the cafeteria I was brushing my hair 20 years old in front of the full mirror and I was humming my love for the Lord and I decided to tell the girls that I was in love and so I said I'm in love and then they came around me and said who Nina and I and I knew that the bubble would burst the moment I said um, and as they pressed me and I said God and I and I felt it felt what they felt <laughs> but anyway we went for lunch and my job was to pick up a mail for my friend that was out of town and she's a Christian and she had received this magazine um, with the front picture which looked just like that and it said I love you and um, the cover was torn, so I was able to see that front page. And that, I felt that was God's reply to me. I had just said that I love God, and that was his reply to me. So I have, another, I have a song. Um, we'll enjoy part of it. And it talks about, have I loved you, my dear?
everything I ever needed, everything I ever wanted. Wow. Um, next slide, I'm going to talk about knowing him. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It is our privilege to call to him. God is a God of mystery. And it is an honor for us to know his mysteries and it is reserved for those that will call to him. The hour is coming, John 4, 23. Hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Okay, worship, the original word is proskuneo, which means to kiss like a dog licking his master's hand. <laughs> it is total abandonment, not being aware of who you are, but being aware of him. Um, and how do we experience him? We experience him, we are worshipers, right? We experience him through worship, soaking, sozo, that is interaction with Jesus, speech, and even silence. Um, in all of this, we get to know him in our heart. Um, everything we do, worship, sozo, all of this is just interacting with the Lord, and it can be done by expression or even in silence. Um, I want to talk to you one of my experiences. I'm, I, you know, I'm a nurse working in the ER, and one day I had a particularly hard day. I had this patient that was um, 
challenging, um, but I took it upon myself. I did all the work really well, and I had a spirit of excellence, and I faced it, and I got it done. My shift was over. I got in the car to go home, and I was driving on the highway to Milpitas from Hayward, and I started to talk to the Lord. I did not move my lips, but I was saying, God, just as you let Jesus um, in the spirit to finish his work and come to you, would you please lead me? Uh, can I be so led by the Holy Spirit? That was my prayer, that I can finish my work and come to you. Nothing in the world attracted me, not even my children at that point. And that's what my heart was saying to him. And I got a reply, and he said, if you are here, I am with you. If you're there, I'm with you. So what that meant to me was all the experiences that I can have when I get to heaven. I can have everything when I'm here. I have the potential. I have the access. Because he is the ticket. He is who is with me. So um, when I started coming to Blazing Fire Church, the words that we read earlier that... Um, Worshipping in spirit and truth took a whole different meaning. I've loved the Lord for about 17 years by then, um, but it took a whole different meaning. When I, once I started worshipping here, there was extended worship, more, much more than other churches, and I started to experience the Lord in a different way. What I mean by that is, up till then, although I was seeing pictures and when I worshipped the Lord, but... From then on, once I started to come here, within three months, my idea, my understanding of that verse changed. What I mean by that is that um, I was no longer limited by my physical, like I could kneel, I could clap, I could raise my hands, I could dance. No. The spirit world became my limit for worship. Um, I was hanging from wines like Tarzan. I was hanging from wines. Honey was falling like rain. I was opening my mouth and trying to catch the honey in my mouth. And um, I could worship in space. I could worship. The universe was the limit. Heaven was the limit. We started to worship in the spirit. Okay, there's a whole lot more in worshiping in the spirit than just in the physical realm. In the Old Testament, God was external. God was external, so they had to perform, they had to do the outward things. But now God is in us. Yes, he's ex out there as well as in us. So it doesn't take all the outward things to express, but there's an inner deep, a, a lot of communication that can go on in silence, and which is even more meaningful. Um, so I'm going to read some verses. It's, this is from Deuteronomy 4.11. This is how the people experienced God in the Old Testament. This is about at Mount Sinai when Moses was um, um, trying to uh, get the people to interact with God. Lord wa God wanted to talk to the people. So Deuteronomy 4.11. Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the midst of heaven with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. Exodus 20, 21. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Psalm 18, 11. Uh, okay, before we go to that. So we see this mountain is quaking um, with fire and darkness, and the people are standing afar off because they are afraid. What the people see is thick darkness, but Moses goes into the thick darkness and comes into the dazzling light. That's why when he comes out of that, his face is shining. Uh, but all the people see is the darkness, and that is the mystery of God. Uh, 
You need to access and come in to the light. And the access door is Jesus. Um, so there's a mystery about God. He's not accessible to everybody. The fool looks at God and he sees the darkness and says there's no God. But those who go in through Jesus comes into the dazzling light because God is light. He lives in unsearchable light. Another verse in Psalm talks about this. He made darkness a secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters, thick clouds of skies. That tells me about the mystery of God. And it's, it's for those who call on him to know great and mighty things about our Lord. So this is our privilege. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in your sight. You see, what is our privilege to go through that door into the dazzling light? It is, um, like I said, it's not for um, those that are just seeing the darkness. We need to enter in. And what is eternal life? John 17, 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What is eternal life? Knowing him. Not just the miracles and um, manifestations and casting out devils, but knowing him. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about light and darkness, which is basically colors and black. Now, the rainbow. Rainbow consists of colors. Or colors reflect their own wavelength. What, how do we see colors? We see colors because of the light that they reflect. Everything else they absorb. But what about black? Black absorbs everything and there's no reflection. To me, black talks about the mystery of God. God absorbs all of ours. He doesn't miss a thing. He absorbs sin, sickness, oppression, curses. He absorbs celebration, joy, delight, our hopes and dreams. Everything about us, God knows. He doesn't miss a thing. And that's what the black represents to me. Everything that falls on black, the black absorbs. Here's a black bag. You still see it because it's got um, different um, shades to it. But if it was thick black, then you wouldn't see it. I mean, you know, it would absorb if it didn't have the different shades. But black is, to me, is a mystery of God. It absorbs everything, and that's what God does. Um, and only God is able to do that. Okay, black belongs to the Lord. Um, some other people use black like magicians and witches because they think they have the mystery. No, our God is the God of mystery. Black belongs to the Lord. Um, Psalm 139 verse 12 it says indeed the darkness shall not hide from you night shines as a day the darkness and the light are both alike to you God created light on the first day because he's light the first thing he creates is light okay and the fourth day he creates the sun and the moon but but did he need light he is light okay so before light was God is Day and night is same to the Lord. doesn't make a difference. But we are the ones that needed the light and the night. Okay, another analogy is a black hole. You know, the black hole, it absorbs everything that comes its way. Um, the black color absorbs the light. And light is just photons. It doesn't have uh, matter. Okay, it's particles without matter. So light is um, en uh, energy, particles without matter, and the heat. So the black heats up, 
But whereas the black hole absorbs the matter as well, and then there's so much matter coming into it, there's so much pressure, and the, and the wavelengths of the lights and everything shifts. And I know about heavenly things that, sh with so much pressure within that they shoot out light. Okay, so that's the um, capability of the black to absorb everything. And that again talks to me about the Lord. He absorbs everything, but nothing changes. He continues to shoot out the white light. You cannot change him no matter how much he absorbs. He can handle you. He can handle anything. He can take it all. And all you still see is the light. His light is so much greater than what he takes in. Okay, my last slide here um, is sound and silence. Okay, I'm also going to talk about sound. Sound that we hear is from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. And sound needs a medium to propagate. And let's, um, more, it's mostly air. So with changes in air pressure, that's how we hear the sound. Now, sound is made up of syllables. Um, Jesus is the word. When I said my first syllable, when I was like one year old, two year old, you know, my first syllables were said in Christ. Because Jesus is the word. Like, for example, I say in English, the, the alphabets, Y, Y is a word. U is a word, A is a word, I is a word. So if I said, ka, ga, ta, na, ya, ra, la, va, sha, sha, sa, ha. I'm not saying tongues, I'm talking syllables. I'm, I was just reading the Malayalam alphabets. Um, but, you know, whatever sound you make is words in different languages. Okay? Jesus is the word. The first syllable you said, you said it in him. Um, so that is the sound that we have in the earth. We need sound. God speaks to us. A lot of communication is in the heart. We may not, do, we may not need to use sound. Uh, so, unspoken, Psalm 19, verses 1 to 3. The heavens declare the glory of God. How do they speak? The firmament shows its handiwork. Day to day utters speech. Night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. See, they're speaking all the time. Uh, once we leave the Earth's atmosphere, it's vacuum, and so it doesn't carry sound. Like in space, there are huge explosions and collisions, but we don't hear anything because the vacuum protects us, right? Um, but I'm sure in heaven there's some medium there because there's praise and worship, and we hear, and we have the new bodies, and I'm yet to go there and discover what the medium is, but... Um, Everything is in Jesus. The sound is in Jesus. The silence is in Jesus. He fills all in all. We are trapped in the grid of Jesus. Um, if I went to the, uh, under the earth where the light doesn't reach, if I'm among those creatures that illuminate light, if I hide there, Jesus is there. If I go to the corners of space, they say space itself is expanding because the distance between the stars and the planets um, and the galaxies is increasing. That means the space is expanding. So I can't escape, you know. Um, Jesus is everywhere. I'm trapped in a good way in the grid of Jesus. I can't go anywhere. If I, if I was disintegrated and my cells went all over the earth, everywhere, it says that the, dead, the, the, the sea gave up the dead. The different places gave up the dead. That means we come together. You know, every cell of mine will praise him everywhere. I cannot disperse myself. I cannot go 
in the sea. I cannot go to the end of the space. Everything is expanding. Jesus holds everything together. Okay, so I'm going to be... Um, Dom Lee did select this song. My message is about the pursuit of God. Um, how God speaks, not just in words, but also in silence. Um, and there's great graphics for this um, song. Um, so enjoy. Okay, so I will pursue you, I will pursue your presence.